How do you do asset management when it comes to your real estate syndication or your real estate investment fund? In this four-part series, we're going to go through exactly that, the four big steps that you take. Now, there is some overlap between property management and asset management, but think of it this way. Asset management, for the purposes of these videos, we're talking about that level above property management. It's not the banging on toilets and fixing and talking to tenants. These are the higher level decision-making skills that you are going to need in order to run one asset effectively for your investors or multiple assets. This is part one of four different parts. This also is a blast from the past. It is videos that I put together for a high-level coaching program. Now, many of the people were very high-level real estate executives uh, from REITs who wanted to put together their own syndication or fund, high-level brokers. So a lot of them had a lot of the familiarity with property management itself. And so we're talking about the next level up, that level of asset management and how you manage those. I know you're gonna find this video helpful. We're talking about operations, we're talking about custody, and in this particular video, we are going through property analysis as it relates to that, that uh, custody. So why are we doing this? So let's start there. So as we'll talk about in all of these custody videos, we want to set a baseline in order to measure it against. Now the purpose of setting that baseline is so we know at one point certain how things were so that we can see how things have changed. So we start from A, we're going to B, we need to know where we are on the map in order to get to B. So in order to get to where we want to go and take this property to where we think it belongs, we need to understand where it is at one particular point of time so that we can measure against it. Now under property analysis, there's two different things that we're really looking at. We're looking at the physical property and we're also looking at management and how that property is being managed. Now under physical, there's a lot of things that kind of make sense. There are things that are very specific to the whole big picture of the property. And those are things like, what are the, oops. What are the dimensions of the property? Uh, how is it constructed? Is it uh, tilt up? Is it um, is it all steel? Is it all wood? You know, is it all framed? What does it? You know, what does it look like? And some of this will seem super obvious, but it's still critically important to add to the plan because remember, you're setting a baseline. You want it to be a thorough baseline. So you want. Uh, we also should gather up all plans, uh, all uh, as-builts, any blueprints, any, or any floor plans, and really build a stacking plan in order to make sure that we have it all 
in one place. Again, we're setting that baseline so that whenever anything goes, we have a go-to source in order to be the, the record of the property. We have, uh, we wanna gather up all the surveys, uh, the, uh, primarily the Alta surveys that were done for the property. I wanna understand what the frontages are like. I wanna understand what access what ingress, what egress looks like. You know, is there a, a parking, is there a stoplight right there at the exit of, of it or not? Because that's gonna, that may change over time. Maybe one will be added, maybe one will be taken away. And I wanna understand that so I can measure how things are changing and so I can identify potential changes that I'd like to make down the road. Perhaps ingress was working perfectly before when there wasn't a stoplight and now suddenly there's a stoplight and the ingress just isn't working quite right. I need to know that so that when I'm planning, okay, maybe I'd like to change how the building is, how the parking lot people come in, that I know, okay, it worked really well when we didn't have that stoplight, so maybe I'd like to see it look a little bit differently. I'd like to understand what my parking situation is like. Parking is always critical in a commercial building, and I wanna understand, well, if I've got this many parking spaces and it's set up in this particular manner, perhaps if I stagger them, maybe I'll get a little bit better parking or maybe I'll get a little bit worse and maybe it'll flow better, maybe it'll flow worse. I wanna understand it. I wanna know what the zoning is like. And what restrictions are put on the property. Those too, they can change over time. And I wanna know what sort of easements there are. And I wanna know all these things, as we said, to make changes in the future, but also set that baseline so that I have a source of record where if ever there's a question, I know where it needs to, be, where I can go to find it. Uh, sometimes you'll find out, oh, well, is, you'll have a use where a tenant asks you if a particular use is available, if it can fit within the current zoning. And if you, you have to go look it up, it can be problematic. It you, doesn't show that you know the building well. Whereas if it's in your book and it's in your source of truth, now you've got it all in one nice place. Other things that relate to the building too isn't necessarily just, you know, the big picture of the building, but those smaller pictures. You know, what improvements have been made? And like, how are the systems done? Like your HVAC, your plumbing. What are those like? When were they last done? What, how new are they? How old are they? When are, what about the elevators? Do they currently have the, the right certificate or do they need to be updated? Uh, are they at capacity or are they gonna need work? Uh, how about your fire suppression system? Are, is that up to code or is it, is it need work so that when suddenly you have a new tenant that's a restaurant tenant that needs additional fire suppression, that suddenly now you're going to have to make a substantial upgrade. Be nice to know that ahead of time. And then also, you know, where are the where are you at on all of your warranties 
on all of those systems. So like the roof warranty is a perfect example. Where am I at on my roof warranty? Because I know I've, a roof has maybe 20 years of life so that I know when, what's coming. And then if I need to use that warranty immediately, I've got it at my disposal. And related to that is management. And I say related to that because when something goes wrong, who's the person that actually knows uh, about those things? Who's the person who needs to be contacted? So we need to understand the roles of the management. Uh, and here we're talking about property management. What are the job descriptions? What is the communication plan? A lot of times you'll have a structure where there is a property manager and there will be a uh, facilities manager and the facilities manator manager may have janitorial underneath them. So what is the plan when janitorial notices something? Are they supposed to go directly to the facilities manager? What if it's a very important thing? And then the facilities manager reports it up to the property manager? Maybe the janitorial goes directly up to the property manager with all those things. It's possible. It's all just, it's not that there's one particular right way to do it. It's making sure that you understand it and that you've documented it accordingly. What are those policies uh, and procedures? How do you deal with a slip and fall? How do you deal with a new tenant coming in or giving over, uh, over vacancy? How do you deal with, um, with build-outs or complaints or service requests? What are those, uh, those policies? And lastly, because most because your investor is not interested in you making money as the property manager should you be the property manager the investor isn't doesn't have an interest in that what they have an interest in oops is in the agreement that the entity of the property manager has with the owner of the asset. You know, what fees are getting paid. And this can be you or this cannot be you. And I should put that in, uh, make that clear on when we're talking about these analyses. This property analysis, it may not be done by you. If you're not the property manager, maybe you don't need to have this done uh, by yourself, but you should expect this is done by your property manager. These uh, are very important things in order to set that baseline so that you can manage it properly or have it managed properly and make smart decisions going forward. So that's a high level view of asset management or the first part of assets management for this series of videos, part one of four talking about the property analysis that needs to take place. 
Now, why do we do this again? It sets that benchmark and it identifies issues. As we'll see in later videos, we'll take that same information and move it along so that ultimately you make better decisions when it comes to what I call the custody part of being a syndicator or investment fund manager. Now, my name is Tilden Muschietti. I am a syndication attorney for the Muschietti Syndication Law Group. If we can help you put together your syndication, your investment fund, we'd be happy to talk with you. Not only do we take care of the legal side of things to keep you in compliance with the SEC and state regulators, but we're also there as experts in how to do syndication investment funds. And we're happy to help share our expertise and our knowledge to make sure that you are successful.